during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Sweet Play Podcast is your host with the most back from the dead, Mike McMasunas. How's everybody doing today? Oof, man, it feels good, man, to be back behind this mic. Felt a little naked there uh, for a while. So this is uh, this is an episode in October. Uh, so basically this episode is uh, what I like to call news, reviews, and updates, all that fun stuff. So basically, uh, it's been a little over a month since The Running Man has hit the feed, and I have not obviously produced any new episodes since then. There was a couple things that went down shortly after that episode, and I posted kind of the stuff I was going through, updates, all that fun stuff in the STL Nation Facebook group, and then I really didn't post it on the main Facebook page for all the other people that may not be in the Facebook group. Uh, essentially, you know, I said that, you know, I had a big month coming up in October. As you know, the STL Oktoberfest is my favorite time of year. It's the time where I try to do the most amount of movies in one month. And I was shooting big this time, man. I was going to do 10 movies this month. Um, shortly after Running Man, though, I started to feel, to be honest with you, just kind of burnt out. Uh, there's a lot of things that have been going towards that feeling, which I'll kind of get into throughout this episode. And I just said I wanted to take some time off, you know, kind of recharge my batteries. I actually deleted my Facebook account, uh, which essentially I had only done for a couple of days. I really wanted to do like maybe a month or two, but Facebook's just kind of a gift and a curse. You know, you spend a lot of time on there, but when you spend time away from it, uh, when you're legitimately looking for things, that's always the easiest place to find it and plus a lot of the games that my wife plays i have to have a facebook account attached to it so i can you know if you play diamond dash any of you guys out there you know that people have to send you live so that was another thing she really didn't want me to delete it you know i said well i just deactivate i can reactivate at any time so basically i i uh i took a couple days away from facebook you know just kind of realized you know just overall i just need to kind of get away get some time to myself you know my my best friend uh was just getting out of jail uh, a few days later and trying to help him cope with stuff and uh, we'll get into all this but essentially i just wanted to take some time off and and just cancel the stl Oktoberfest because to be honest with you to try to live up to do 10 movie reviews 
just felt very uh, just a lot of pressure, you know, putting on myself. I let my excitement level get to me. And then just things happening at home and everything. I just said, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to take some time off. And, um, you know, essentially what I wanted to do is do two things. I wanted to do just a, a mini episode like this to do give you some news, reviews of things I've been watching, some updates and basically everything that's been going on with me, with the podcast. And then come back for uh, one Halloween episode and it's going to be a little bit different because everybody out there has a movie list that they do, you know, top 10 horror movies or whatever. And I was trying to think to myself, how can I do a list like that and make it original? And I'm sh- maybe somebody's done this before. I don't know. But this is kind of what I was thinking of doing. You know, since I since the STL Oktoberfest is my favorite time of year and I always do something special, I don't want to not have a Halloween episode. And I wanted to do a a top 10 Halloween horror list. And we all know Halloween, 1978, John Carpenter Halloween, is my favorite horror movie of all time. Always has been, always will be. So actually, since everybody knows that, it's kind of pointless to do a top 10 list because everybody knows what my number one is. However, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to start with number one and I'm going to build off Halloween because all horror movies... Halloween is its DNA for me. I build everything off of Halloween in my love for a horror movie. Uh, how does it compare? So on and so forth. So I'm actually going to go 1 to 10. I'm going to start with 1, talk about Halloween even more in depth, and talk to you about my recent marathon that I did with Halloween, and build my list from there. How uh, number 2 is number 2 based on Halloween. And as you can kind of see where I'm going here, The reason why these movies are in my top 10 is because of my love of Halloween. So we're going to build the list from 1 to 10 uh, and and go from there. So hopefully it'll be a little bit different. I'm not sure if anybody's ever done that before. If they have, they did. Who cares? Whatever. So uh, that episode will be coming out a little bit before Halloween. I'm excited for it. Uh, This particular episode, like I said, is going to be some news. uh, Basically things I've been hearing, stuff I want to talk about a little bit. Uh, some reviews. I've been watching a lot of stuff on Netflix, stuff that I should have watched a while ago, and some new stuff that I want to talk about, especially some little gems that I found, uh, especially for the horror movie season. I've been watching a lot of horror movies on Netflix. Most are crap and some are really good. I want to talk about those. And then some updates, just give you updates on what's going on uh, with STL, with uh, with myself, and how the future holds. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm not canceling the show or anything like that. So don't think, oh my God, uh, I gotta wait to the end of the show to find out if you know we're canceling. No, we're not canceling. Don't don't think that. I'm just talking about. Uh, basically just how I'm going to plan out the next few months kind of thing like that. So with that being said, let me give you some updates. So as I was mentioning earlier, my, uh, my best friend got out of uh, prison, been there five and a half years. So, uh, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to step away because, uh, spend some time together, you know, being away for five and a half years, a lot of things have changed. So, uh, I'm not, in a way, it feels like I'm kind of reintroducing him to the world. You know, uh, there's some various uh, things just around our town that have changed. And just, you know, it's, it's a difficult thing when somebody gets out, you know. And so spending a lot of time together doing that, you know. And then the whole job search has been kind of exhausting, really. You know, I've applied to a lot of places and I have had some people call me back. Unfortunately, 
those jobs are commission jobs. And I don't want to do a commission job again. I've done that before. This time around, I got a family. I need a steady paycheck either every week or every two weeks. I can't afford to do commission jobs. So unfortunately, I have had to turn those down. I have until January, the end of January, to find something. So I have a little bit of time to kind of pick and choose. But it is getting kind of discouraging. Kind of put me in a negative attitude. Luckily, Jameson came to uh, the rescue a couple days ago and just kind of encouraged me a little bit, you know, and, and kind of put me straight, you know. And uh, he's doing good, you know. Uh, some of you, if you are friends with Jameson, know uh, he's going through some stuff. And uh, we're definitely keeping in contact with each other, you know, kind of encouraging each other through our difficult times that we're having personally. Uh, of course, he's rolling in the in the money when it comes to podcasting, which is always fun. You guys know where to find him. He did send me an email for his Halloween movies, which I can't wait to read to you guys on the next episode. It's going to be good times. But uh, yeah, and then I got a new kid in, uh, which is like having a new baby. It's been pretty crazy. And, uh, you know, just trying to spend time with the family, you know, with with my friend, uh, the job stuff, all of that just became so like overwhelming all at once. And then the thought of trying to do 10 movies uh, in October, you know, just I got so excited that I was like, you know what, let's just take a little break, you know. And luckily, uh, having four weeks off, just kind of refocusing myself, it, you know, it's good. I'm back to do an episode, you know, the news, reviews, updates episode, and then do a Halloween episode, my Halloween list, and then next month do something. And then in December, do uh, do my top 10 list. And then in January, you know, come back full swing. You know, of course, I'm not canceling STL uh, it's one of the last things that I want to do, but at the same time, I don't want to get burned out, you know? So that's why I felt it was necessary to kind of, you know, take some time away. I did originally think I was not coming back till December and I knew I wanted to do some for October though. So essentially, um, you know, it's going to be kind of slow until the end of the year. And then in January, things should start picking back up. Me and Jameson can get back together. Clearly he's won the you know, what movie am I game? So we'll have to decide uh, what's the prize reward that I owe him because he clearly murdered me. And technically on the Running Man episode, it was six, not seven wins that he has. But that being said, congratulations, sir. Uh, You whooped my ass and uh, it was fun, man. So I can't wait to continue that game into the next year. Uh, It's going to be good time. So that's kind of some of the updates, kind of give you a little bit where I'm from, you know, coming from at least. And uh, thank you all for your support. Uh, It's been super fun just to see uh, the encouragement and just, you know, props to take care of things on my side, not to worry about the podcast, you know, as much as you like to jam and and, uh, hang out with me. It's uh, really great to have you as my friends out there. Uh, encouraging me just to take care of business, if you will. And that encouragement has definitely helped me want to come, you know, just come back faster, you know. And uh, the STL t-shirts, Hurricane Andrew hooked me up uh, with the contest winners and their t-shirts. So I've gotten paid this week. So I'm going to try to get those out to you guys as soon as possible. Lisa the Legend, John the Music Man, Monday Night Jason, and of course, Jameson, send you guys out your shirt. So that's some of the updates, guys. So let's get rolling into some news, some interesting and fun things that I want to talk about. So let's get into some news.
game always starts the same. First we're both down a plate, and somehow you go astray. We went from nothing to something, liking to loving. It was us against the world, and now we just f***ing. It's like I loved you so much, and now I just hate you. Feeling stupid for all the time that I gave you. I wanted all or nothing for us. Ain't no place in between. Might, might be me believing what you say that you never mean. Like it'll last forever, but now forever ain't as long. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be stuck singing this song. You were different from my last, but now you got a mirror. And as it all plays out, I see it couldn't be clearer. Now you used to be thirsty for me, but now you wanna be sad. All right, so in regards to some news, obviously we know for the most part things have been rumor here, rumor there, blah, 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 blah. Nothing's really worthy enough to talk about lately. But there's been a lot of Spider-Man news as of late. Uh, Iron Man 4 talk and Spider-Man talk. So let's talk about the Spider-Man stuff. So uh, Andrew Garfield is, as you know, the new Spider-Man after Spider-Man 3, there was a reboot. We got Amazing Spider-Man and then Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out this year. Four and a half stars. Uh, I gave the first one five stars. Pure fun factor. Uh, even though the lizard was weak for me, everything else was so great about it. Bumped it up to five stars. Uh, as far as part two goes, I gave that one four and a half. I know I didn't formally review that on the show, but you know, salad-wise, it's four and a half. The only thing that brought it, brung it down was the middle section of the movie with the whole father searching uh, is, is what made it a little bit weaker than the first one. But Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, I could watch those guys for hours. So, of course, the box office performance of The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was not up to full expectations. So there's been a lot of talk the past couple of months. What's going to happen? As we know, Amazing Spider-Man 3 got pushed back. There's been talk of... You know, Sinister Six movie, all this and that. And now there's even talk about possibly bringing Spider-Man in to join the Avengers. Uh, so that way Marvel Studios and Sony can somehow work out a deal. Which it sounds great at first until you start to really read what's going on. It's almost like it would be a soft, quote-unquote soft reboot. Um, the Spider-Man would be... The talk is at least for the Sinister Six stuff, that it'd be a different Spider-Man that's working with the Sinister Six for a bigger evil. And there's just not a lot of confirmation when it comes to Andrew Garfield, but it sounds like if this deal goes into place, we're going to have a new Spider-Man, which is just, uh, I know we have multiple Batmans, but this really is kind of a bummer. You know, I mean, with Batman, it made sense. We have Michael Keaton for the first two movies, those rocked obviously for script reasons and and all this and that we didn't get michael keaton back for number three we got val kilmer obviously val kilmer hated being batman enough to not want to come back for batman and robin and then we had christian bale uh for the dark knight trilogy now it makes perfect sense why we have ben afflict as the new batman because guess what the dark knight trilogy is over there's no need for that Batman to continue. So that makes sense. The story is over. That's why we need a new Batman. With Spider-Man, is the Spider-Man story over? Absolutely not. Do we need to have another Spider-Man reboot as we're trying to get this story going along? Uh, it just It's real frustrating. you know. Now, granted, the story is probably going to change a week from now. 
and we're going to get something else. But if this is going to, in fact, be the case, yes, it would be awesome to have Spider-Man in, in an Avengers movie, you know, possibly Avengers 3. Because obviously it's not going to happen in Avengers 2 because it's, it's probably done making and they're doing all the special effects and stuff now. But if we're talking Avengers 3, Spider-Man shows up in there, yes, that would be totally cool. If we're having somebody else play the part instead of Andrew Garfield, it's probably going to be kind of rough on me. I'm kind of getting, you know, I think if I have another Spider-Man reboot this fast in the game, I'm going to be kind of, ugh, I won't really want to watch it. So we'll see how this story goes into play. It's kind of the big talk of the town, if you will. And again, it's probably just a lot of talk. Not really a lot of truth to it. Uh, kind of like the Iron Man 4 stuff. There was speculation there was going to be an Iron Man 4. And either yes, there is, or no, there's not. And uh, Robert Downey Jr., first the story's published, yes, there's going to be an Iron Man 4. And then he comes out today and says, no, there's not. But there's going to be Marvel plans that I'm going to be working with. So, you know, Iron Man 3, just an empty shell, in my opinion, of that of what that movie is. Um, it, it was very disappointing. And... I would hope that if we got an Iron Man 4, that it would be much better than what we got in Iron Man 3. And I'm kind of glad we're not going to get an Iron Man 4. I'm down for some Tony Stark performances in other movies, whatever the case may be. But in Iron Man 4, I'm kind of glad that it's not going to happen, to be honest with you. Now, of course, these projects have not been announced. What they're going to be, it's probably not going to be announced for a long time. It's just that he has officially come out and said he's doing. He's going to be doing some Marvel stuff for quite some time. It sounds like he's excited to continue the character, but he probably just doesn't want to commit to doing full-blown movies like Iron Man, you know, like an Iron Man four and stuff, which I I totally understand and I'm cool with. And as long as the fans want him to be Tony Stark, I think he wants to stick around as Tony Stark, which I'm totally cool with. It's fun. It's good times. And other news. Game Fuel is out, baby. Mountain Dew Game Fuel, just for those of you who don't know, is uh, my favorite Mountain Dew. It's citrus cherry flavor. So it's cherry Mountain Dew. It's awesome. I know this has nothing to do with movie talk, but just hear me out. It uh, just came out two days ago. Go look for this, baby. It's awesome. It's usually only around for four weeks. Uh, There's also a lemonade flavor, but uh, it's gross. This is the best stuff. It's amazing. It's great. I try to get a crap load of it. Uh, before it goes bye-bye. So for those of you who do not know, go out there and get some Mountain Dew Game Fuel Citrus Cherry Flavor. It's Cherry Mountain Dew. It's awesome. So go check that out at your local uh, grocery store. All right, now in other news, let's talk about the Halloween Blu-ray Ultimate Edition that just came out. Okay, so this is the first time ever that you can get a hold of all of these Halloween movies in one big box set. The reason there's 10 movies is two of those are the Rob Zombie trash, uh, so that makes it 9 and 10, technically. Now, this is also the first time you get the Halloween 6 producer's cut, which has been a longtime dream of Halloween fans to get their hands a hold of this because all that's been floating around are crappy VHS bootlegs, essentially, which I have a copy of. Now, Anchor Bay is the company that released this along with Shout Factory. Now, Shout Factory does excellent work. Excellent work. Um, the They did the Halloween 35th anniversary uh, Blu-ray, which I reviewed last year, along with the Halloween 2 
edition. Phenomenal work. They also did Halloween 3. Anchor Bay has always had Halloween 4 and 5. And then um, 6 and 7 has been owned by Dimension Films. So trying to get a hold of all these movies together has never happened in the past. But luckily everything's worked out and you get it in one big set. All the Blu-ray cases are in black, which is cool. The cover is the original poster to each movie. And uh, there's a lot of features. There's actually a 10-disc set which is a lot cheaper for 80 bucks. You obviously lose five discs, which is a lot of special features. And you don't get the producer's cut of Halloween 6 in the 10 disc set. So the best bet is to get the Ultimate Edition. Now, for someone like me who owns like 50 copies of each of these movies, it's really pointless because I have the best edition there is for Halloween 1 and 2, which comes in this set. I don't want to own 3. I already have the Anchor Bay 4 and 5 that's in this set. Uh, which I got for five bucks uh, at Walmart. And let me just say this Halloween 4, the audio is screwed up in that set. The Halloween Anchor Bay release prior to this, audio is just great. The reason I know this, I just did a Halloween marathon a few days ago, which we'll talk about in the next episode how that all works out. But I'm glad that I didn't get this set. My my friend, his mom bought this set. So during my marathon, he brought over Halloween 6 to Producers Cut, which it did look fantastic uh, story-wise. Uh, we'll talk about that when I talk about the next in, in the next movie of Halloween, blah, 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 blah. But uh, this set would only be good for somebody who doesn't own any of these movies on Blu-ray. That's really the only reason to get it because technically you can get four and five for five bucks at Walmart and it's the same edition you get here. Six is really what's worth it to you if you want to see the producer's cut. Technically, the theatrical cut is better than the producer's cut because of uh, some slight story changes that they do, which is really stupid. Uh, in my opinion, plus my feelings have changed in Halloween 4. So I'm really excited to talk about that as well uh, on my next episode. But the set itself, about 100 bucks. I would recommend getting it uh, if you don't own any of these movies on Blu-ray. Otherwise, don't ever get number 8, which is Halloween Resurrection, which in my opinion does not exist. Neither does the Rob Zombie stuff. I personally only own 1, 2, 4, 5, and 6 in H2O all on Blu-ray, and obviously trilogy-wise, 1, 2, and H2O are the best way to go. Uh, You get the 4, 5, and 6 trilogy if you want to look at it that ways, but skip 8, you don't need that, and you don't need the Rob Zombie stuff, you might as well just forget it, unless you really want to do it. You know, I would say this is a 50-50 thing. You know, you don't have to get it, but if you really want to and you don't own any of the movies on Blu-ray, it's probably a good deal for you. There is only like 100,000 copies of these, I believe. So chances are a year from now, this thing will be really high on eBay. So so there you go. That's the, that's the set of the Halloween season, if you will. Uh, it is awesome that for the first time ever, you can get all these movies in one set, which is really, really nice. And it does have a great box. So part of me, if I had the extra money, really would do it. And even though I would get three and eight, nine and ten, it still looks great. So there you go. So as far as news, guys, that's it. Uh, Let's get into some reviews because I got a lot of movies I want to talk about before I end the episode that might interest you. And all these are on Netflix. So, so with that being said, let's roll into some reviews of these horror movies on Netflix that I think you're really, really going to enjoy and uh, have a good time with in the month of October. So let's roll into these reviews. 
All right. So what I'm going to do is during this review section, I'm going to talk about some movies I checked out on Netflix, some movies I definitely think you will enjoy this Halloween season. I'll also talk about some TV shows. As you know, I'm usually the type of person that doesn't like to check out new shows. I want to invest my time in something I know that's going to stay. But this year has been different for me, checking out a lot of new stuff, and it's been really fun. So let's talk about the movies first. So uh, a couple of movies that I've checked out recently, some of them have been really crazy, and some of them have been really, really shockingly good. So uh, to kind of give you uh, what I like to watch on Netflix... My wife and I, ever since we've been together, we've always had this thing about watching really bad B-movies, B-horror movies to be more precise. It's just something about it. We like to make fun of it. Um, And I think what's really fascinating is sometimes you find a gem out of terrible movies. Sometimes you find a really good one. So some of the ones in this list that I'm going to talk to you about are some of those gems. Now, You guys know me. I try to find the good in every movie I watch. But if I get to a movie and I'm 15 minutes in and I shut you off, you're a piece of crap. You know, I mean, let's face it. I mean, I usually like the worst of the worst, right? I'm usually the defender of bad movies, right? That's what I'm famous for. Oh, Mike only likes, Masunas only likes bad movies. He doesn't know a good movie for him in the face. I'm sure that's what a lot of people say. But you know what? Haters hate. Go ahead. I can shake it off like Taylor Swift. I don't give a crap. But point being, if I don't like it, you know it's a piece of crap, right? So that being said, uh, my wife and I have a rule when we watch Netflix. We give a movie 15 minutes. If after 15 minutes the movie sucks, we move on, right? Like stage fright. Avoid this movie like the plague, right? It's stupid. We're talking a musical uh, slasher film. That's exactly what it is. It's these kids that are doing musical stage stuff and you're at camp and then there's a slasher and I, I finally shut it off after a half hour. I was like, okay, maybe this could get interesting, but no. You know, ever since the Blair Witch Project, we learned our lesson that if we don't like a movie after 15, 20 minutes, we're not going to say, okay, it might get better. No, it's not going to get better. Shut that crap off. So some of the ones that I've recently found that I have completely enjoyed, uh, some of them are brand new to Netflix, but they're not necessarily new movies. For example, Carrie, the remake. Um, this movie was excellent. I could not get over how much I really, really enjoyed this movie. Now, I don't know anybody who doesn't like Chloe Grace Moretz. I mean, she's fantastic. She's awesome in the remake of Let the Right One In, which is Let Me In. She's fantastic in Kick-Ass. She plays Carrie in this movie. Julianne Moore is her crazy mother. Now, I've heard the argument that Chloe Grace Moretz is just too beautiful to be Carrie, but I think she pulls this off excellent because of the updated, you know, everything with the phones and the bullying, you know, pretty girls get bullied all the time. In fact, probably more pretty girls get bullied than your quote unquote unattractive girls, at least these days. So I actually like the fact that they pick Chloe Grace Moretz because she is so cute. It would be believable that a girl who doesn't have confidence in herself 
uh, who's very quiet and shy, even though she's beautiful, would get picked on. So I definitely like that, and I thought she handled it fantastic. I really like her teacher that's in this film. Normally, the actress that plays her is always a douchebag. Uh, if you've seen her in uh, 13 Going on 30, which is definitely a guilty pleasure of mine, she is the uh, evil you know, friend to Jennifer Gardner. Uh, she's also in Cursed, Wes Craven's Cursed. She's the main uh, werewolf, spoiler alert. So it was great to see her be a good guy in this movie. The special effects were fantastic. I have to be honest. I honestly think this remake is better than the original. And I'm not usually one to like a remake over the original better. Uh, Fright Night would be a case where I think the remake is better than the original. Uh, Friday the 13th remake I think is the best of the series. I love that movie. I know I'm in the minority on that one. I, I think the remake to, you know, this movie, Carrie, was better than the original. Sissy Spacek was definitely great. Everything about that movie is classic from its time. But for this remake, the way that they just redid everything, changed things up a little bit, the ending, uh, going outside of the high school uh, was just fantastic. And, and when she, it, it, this is more believable because you have a jock who legitimately thinks she's beautiful and it works. And uh, when things go down at the end, whew, blew me away, man. This movie was fantastic. I really loved it. I wish I would have checked it out when it first came out. I believe it was last year. So all in all, Carrie, uh, fantastic. Even Jameson agrees with me that uh, this Carrie remake was better than the original. And you know, Jameson, he's not a horror guy. Uh, and I think what helps is the fact this is more of a thriller. Uh, it was very cool. It was done very well. It's a very solid film. So definitely, definitely check that one out. Okay. So let's talk about a movie that's really, really weird. And I'm talking weird. Okay, so the name of this movie is called Detention. It came out in 2011, just recently hit Netflix uh, a few weeks ago. This movie has Dane Cook in it, has Josh Hutcherson. Uh, It's a movie that is essentially, the best way to put this is a time-traveling comedy slasher film. It's very weird. Okay, so... To basically break it down for you, it's, I think the best way to describe it is like if Scott Pilgrim versus the world was a horror movie, that's what the tension is. It has the same crazy dialogue, uh, like the opening credits has like Scott Pilgrim versus the world kind of effects. Uh, people in the movie are very self-referential, you know, very self-aware. There's a lot of '90s talking here. It's kind of like a kind of like scream dialogue, but more making fun of itself. There's time travel that's actually involved in the film, and then all of a sudden you'll get music from like Backstreet Boys to Hanson to uh, House of Pain, jump around, and then all of a sudden you'll get a moment of sl- a slasher flick. And then you'll go back to a comedy, and then you're going back to time travel, and then, oops, we got to throw in a slasher. It's the weirdest slasher movie I've ever seen, but, man, it was so good. It was so ridiculous and so weird that the best way I can describe it, Scott Pilgrim versus the world if it was a slasher movie. I really don't want to tell you too much about the story because it is just a crazy movie from beginning to end. Just know that it's... It's just a very fun, very funny movie. I think what I would what I would suggest, check out 20 minutes of the movie. If after 20 minutes you're not sold on checking out the rest, then I think you should shut it off. 
what caught me was the first 10 minutes. Kind of like Odd Thomas, the first five minutes of that movie sold me. And uh, I think this movie, after 20 minutes, if you're not sold, then just shut it off. But it's just a ridiculous, crazy movie. So this is a movie that I recommend that if you want a good laugh, also see, you know, slasher movie, uh, but also see time travel, then I would check out Detention. Again, that is on Netflix. All right. Now, another uh, fun B movie, if you will, is Bad Kids Go to Hell. So essentially what this movie is, this is like uh, it's a 2012 movie. It's like a dark comedy kind of thriller. This one best described is The Breakfast Club as a horror movie. That's the best way to describe this movie. You know, you have your typical Breakfast Club characters. I mean, actually, at one point in the film, they actually say, you know, this isn't the Breakfast Club. We're not going to, you know, be friends at the end of this. In fact, they actually have Judd Nelson, which if you know from Breakfast Club, who was Bender, he's actually the principal in this movie. So that automatically sets the tone for this film. And uh, it's actually really good. Basically, what it's about is uh, there's uh, six prep uh, prep school students. Uh, they're all serving detention uh, in this library that's actually haunted. And the things that happens in there, there's some like deaths that happen. And they're trying to figure out who's the killer. But it's actually because it's haunted. But it also has that Breakfast Club vibe to it. Also having Judd Nelson in there in various scenes makes it pretty crazy. Uh, it's not really um, like a slasher flick, if you will, as in like real gory. There's a few gory parts, but it's not over the top. It's not like crazy. It's not like torture porn or anything like that. It's actually a pretty good story. Uh, I was surprised, in fact, how much I actually liked the movie. Now, again, I mean, if we're talking like the best horror movies of the year, it's definitely low on the list. Some of the ones I'm going to talk about in a little bit are actually way higher on that list. But these are just some movies that, you know, the tension of bad kids go to hell. I would suggest check out the first 20 minutes. If after 20 minutes you're kind of losing your interest, uh, Detention is way more out there than Bad Kids Go to Hell is. Now, both of these movies I would definitely give three stars to, which is a good score. Detention, just because it's so out there, but it's very entertaining. Bad Kids Go to Hell, just because it actually was very good compared to like all cheerleaders die. That movie sucked. I turned that crap off. That was a half a star. That movie was terrible. Don't watch that piece of crap. But... Those two movies, definitely three stars. Now, a movie that was very shocking to me that I actually enjoyed was The Collector. Now, The Collector was suggested to me on Netflix, but I don't like watching torture porn, but I did check out the Hatchet movies, which I ended up laughing at, so that's probably why it suggested it to me. But I kept seeing this movie at Walmart in the the, um, bargain bin, and the cover looks really cool. This guy, he's putting on a mask and he's tidying it in the back of his head. The mask looks really cool. And uh, one thing that interests me is in The Dark Knight Rises, the guy who is Bane's henchman, uh, you'll probably remember him. Uh, he's the guy that goes up to the army and he's all like, you know, if you let people cross, we'll blow Gotham to holy hell. You know, that guy. He's the main guy in this movie. And the collector is basically a guy who collects people and he kind of tortures them a little bit. And this guy is able to escape and he's able to bring the bounty hunters back to his place. And it's kind of like Saw, but there's a lot of creativity to it. And my wife definitely hates torture porn. She can't stand it. But both of us were, the movie was interesting enough with the story that we were able to, 
um, to watch it. And the violence actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So if you are in the mood for that kind of gore, then The Collector, I would recommend. Now, if you're not into any of that crazy uh, gore or crazy violence, then don't watch The Collector. You can pass on that. Uh, watch the tension because there's very few slasher scenes in there. And it's more funny than anything, especially when they're singing Hanson at a rock and roll concert. Umbop, it's crazy. All right, so let's get into my top three movies so far uh, that I've seen on Netflix for Halloween. Uh, number three is definitely going to be Kill Theory. Now, Kill Theory is, wow, this movie really impressed me. So here is essentially how this movie works. There's this guy who had, uh, he was on a camping trip and he was, uh, they were climbing a mountain and he had three friends attached to him and they were falling and he made a decision to cut the rope and let his three friends die, you know, basically sacrificing them to save his life. So he, uh, he's, he's let loose from his, um, you know, the hospital, whatever the case may be. And there's these group of friends and they go for a weekend to a, a cabin. Now this guy, he is setting up this game that by 12, you know, by 12 midnight, that only one person can be left standing in the house. If more than one person is left standing in the house, then everybody dies. So basically, everybody has to decide who they're going to kill and only one person can live. And you're just like, what kind of movie is this? And you have the really cool, you know, uh, the guy that just has the great heart. You got the wimp. You got the douchebag, if you will. And it becomes a very crazy psychological game. And just like, okay, well, we can outrun this guy. We can grab a gun. And, and what you don't know is, is he's got traps set everywhere. So these guys are stuck. And it's what I really dig about this movie is the how far somebody will go to either survive or sacrifice their friend. And you really question, okay, this person, they're not going to sacrifice their friend or, you know, in it's a fantastic film. It really is. You know, I thought it was just going to be maybe a D movie, but it turned out to be like one of my most surprising hits of the year. It was very, very good. I highly recommend Kill Theory. Uh, I gave it four stars. It was excellent. I was just, I was really shocked uh, how, how much I was invested in this movie. Uh, again, uh, horror movie wise, it's got the same kind of, it's not uh, torture porn or anything like that. I mean, it's just like if there's a trap, somebody gets stuck in a trap or, you know, somebody gets shot or whatever the case may be. So you don't have to worry about, okay, is people's arms going to get cut off or that kind of thing? No. So it, it was excellent. And it's just, it's a real psychological movie. It's very cool. All right. So we get to the second best movie and that would be faces in the crowd. Now this one is a pure thriller. This one stars Mila Jovich, which is the whole reason why my wife and, and myself put this movie on. And if you watch Charm, Julian McMahon, uh, those of you who know if you watch Charm, he was Cole, are in this movie. So here's essentially what happens in this movie. There's this uh, there's this uh, kind of rapist out there, if you will. He he takes women, he, he kills them, and then he rapes them. And uh, this Mila Jovich comes in contact with... 
Uh, she's walking down the street. She sees this guy. He chases after her and she falls off a bridge and she hits her head. And what happens is she injures a part of her brain that uh, your face cannot associate with. So every time she sees your face, you have a new face every single time she looks at you. And she, so the killer, there's no way she can find out who the killer is because of the fact that the face changes. And it's just a great, you know, this movie really messes with your mind and how she is going to figure things out. How is she going to maybe use a person like part of their body, things that won't change to figure things out. And it's a very awesome thriller. I I recommend that one. That one was four stars as well. I really enjoyed that one. It was super good times. Now, my wife actually thought it started off kind of slow, but I thought the opposite. I thought it was solid from beginning to end. Mila Jovovich is really great. And that's the fun thing is the fact of this, this is a real brain condition and only one or two people will remain with the same face and but by doing something different to your face will then alter it and it's it's really great how she's able to track down the killer uh you'll have to find out how she does it and everything like that it's it's just great it's a really good time and then uh finally uh the movie of halloween to watch is odd thomas this has become uh just a huge i mean i have been just blast in this movie on on my love of it i've gotten some of you guys in the stl nation into this movie now uh for weeks this would be recommended to me on netflix i'm like ah i don't know it just it looks stupid especially when i saw the screenshots but i knew it had the guy from fright night in the remake i'm like okay so you know again i did the 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 15 minute you know test the first five minutes, I was laughing. I was sold. I liked the way it looked. I love those movies that have the commentary over the, you know, where the main star commentaries the whole movie. I love movies like that. And that's how this movie started off. And I'm just like, this looks like it's going to be a supernatural kind of comedy. And that's kind of what it was. Now, Steven Summers, who is the director of the Mummy movies, at least Mummy 1 and 2, he's the director of this one. Now, I will say this, that... As much as I love this movie, I do recognize the fact that the quote-unquote demons in the movie, which the demons, um, it's very interesting how the demons work in this. A lot of the times, I would say 95% of the time, they look fantastic. Very scary. They do a very good job of just giving you the willies. Occasionally, there's a bad CGI shot. However... The character of Ah Thomas and his uh, and his girlfriend, which is gorgeous. Oh, those of you who've seen the TV show Californication, I I believe uh, she is in this show. She's just oh, she's she's beautiful. Those two together just made the movie for me. And there's a there's a crazy ending to the film. And uh, this movie is definitely in my top ten movies of 2014. So you will find out what my rating is on the movie and where it fits in my top 10. I'm going to kind of go in more detail uh, with my review of that movie uh, in that particular episode. But for Halloween, this is the perfect movie because uh, it's just it's got comedy. It's got uh, suspense. uh, It's 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 scary. You know, it's scary. It's legitimate scary because 
you know, you're dealing with demons and stuff and they look good. They look scary. There's no gore, you know, so you don't have to worry about a gore fest or a slasher fest. It's just a pure good horror movie. So it's definitely something that I really enjoy and love. So I highly recommend uh, Thomas, uh, Kill Theory, and Faces in the Crowd. Those are my top three movies on Netflix so far for the month of October that I recommend you go check out. So let's talk about some TV shows that I have been digging, man. Woof. Good times this year. Okay, so starting off, brand new show would be Forever, which is on ABC. Now, Forever, uh, I, I was kind of worried about this because if you've seen uh, Fantastic Four, Reed Richards, the guy who plays Reed Richards in that movie, I believe I'm saying his name correctly. It's uh, Eon Gruffud. Uh, anyways, he was in the Fantastic Four. Uh, he was also in the TV show Ringer with Sarah Michelle Gellar on the CW, but he was a big douchebag in that one. And we were kind of afraid uh, how he was going to be in this show. But the first episode sold us. It's great. This is a guy who's lived for 200 years. Every time he dies, he comes back uh, kind of reborn in the water. And it's a fantastic show. He's uh, he's basically an ME. And it's just it's a crime drama fantasy show. It's fantastic. I love it. I've loved it since episode one. Every episode is fantastic. You know, uh, we have if you've seen CSI Miami, Horatio's wife is the detective Joe Martinez. She is just she's great in this show. If you uh, love the movie Independence Day and Jeff Goldblum's dad, he is in this TV show. It's excellent and it is just it's so great to see how he's able to solve crimes because of you know being he's been killed hundreds of times and knowing how people die it's a great show so i highly recommend you check out forever on abc uh it's definitely a show i really have faith that we're going to get a season two on okay so uh another new show that uh is out is gotham and you know what I never, you know, you guys know me. I am the hardcore Batman fan, but I'm not really in love with this show. You know, I honestly think Arrow and The Flash are way better than Gotham, but I'm going to continue watching Gotham. Give it its try. You know, the typical three or four episodes I like to do. Uh, It's okay. I'm not loving it. I don't hate it, but it's not my favorite. Uh, I would rather watch Arrow or Flash any day. Of the week. Needless to say, The Flash came out last night. It was fantastic. I loved it. Um, so good, man. It, it was it was everything it was cracked up to be and more. And Arrow is such a fantastic show. You know, I thought season one was great, but season two just murdered season one. And I'm so excited. Season three starts tonight. I can't wait for that. But, you know, me being the Gotham, you know, our hardcore Batman fan, I just gotham i'm just uh, i'm okay it's it's okay i don't love it i don't hate it but getting to shows i do love let's talk about how to get away with murder wow another show on abc this show is insane so this show uh stars uh let's see viola davis it's very awesome and it's essentially uh, a legal drama series that is uh, she's a law professor at this crazy you know prestigious philadelphia university and uh, with her students she um, basically defends obviously people that are guilty but 
she's teaching you how to make them look innocent. And in fact, there's a murder that's happened and it's rewinding four months in the process. So it's showing you the past and the present all at the same time. And uh, as you probably heard, this show is doing phenomenal numbers on DVR. It actually broke the record, I believe. Uh, let's see. It had more than 14 million viewers on live broadcast and over 20 million uh, with DVR, which I love the fact DVR is now being, you know, put into the rankings. That's awesome because that's how people do TV nowadays, people. So, yeah, How to Get Away with Murder is excellent. Uh, Stalker is another new show. Just started. I really enjoyed the first episode. I'm excited to see where the rest of the series goes. Uh, it's pretty crazy uh, show. So Stalker, uh, How to Get Away with Murder, Forever are very good. For sure, Forever and How to Get Away with Murder are just fantastic. I love them. And same thing with The Flash. Uh, Epic Inc. is another TV show that I found this year. That is, if you are a fan of Tattoo Nightmares, this show is on A&E, I believe. Now, what's cool about Epic Inc. is that everybody in this tattoo parlor are freaks. I mean, they look like freaks. They're crazy. They're ridiculous. But they have the coolest pop culture stuff you'll ever see. Star Wars, Ninja Turtles, uh, Freddy Krueger, Gremlins. They have everything you can think of in their shop. And they do fantastic work. They've done tattoos that have Batman, Gizmo, uh, Donatello from the first movie. It's it's fantastic artwork that these guys do. They've had Elvira on the show. The only difference between Epic Inc. and Tattoo Nightmares is on Tattoo Nightmares, you get one particular person and they spend about a good 10 minutes with each person. In Epic Inc., sometimes they'll rush through a tattoo and they'll only be that person will only be there for like two minutes and their tattoo's done. But it looks very cool. Like Fred, the Freddy Krueger tattoo looked amazing. So these guys are really weird. A lot of them are, are kind of out there, but they do fantastic work. So I really enjoy Epic Inc. That's another new show that's been really good times. And I think that is it for my new stuff outside of my, of course, ones I always watch, Law & Order SVU, Supernatural, Arrow, uh, Revenge is back. Revenge is off to a good start. I'm enjoying that. Uh, of course, Monday Night Raw uh, has been going kind of down the drain, but luckily my boy Dwayne The Rock Johnson showed up and tore it up on Monday. It was awesome. So overall, guys, that's it for just kind of reviews uh, for, you know, new movies that have come out for, you know, a horror type feel for October. Some of the new shows I'm digging uh, just kind of give you just kind of insight of what's been going on. And it feels good to be talking to you guys, you know, get an episode out to you. And uh, I'll be recording the Halloween list uh, very soon, maybe in like another, maybe like two weeks from now. I want to get it out roughly before actual Halloween date comes out. I do have an email from Jameson already giving me some of his favorite movies. And again, I'm going to be counting from one to 10 and just building off of Halloween. And now you guys know me, I'm the contrarian. So some of you are probably, when you hear my list, they're going to be like, you are ridiculous. Some of you will probably even shut the show off and never listen again because you'd be like, why would you pick that movie? Other views will probably be like, wow, that was really cool that that movie was on that list. So, you know, I'll have my specific reasons why I'm picking each movie. And honestly, my list has changed quite a bit since the last time I announced what my favorite top 10 movies are. And no, they're not all Halloween. Trust me. 
uh, is a lot of good stuff in there that I think a lot of people, you know, I've talked about many times on this show and other movies I've never brought up once. So I'll be excited to talk about that. And if you want to write in for that, please do so at stlpodcast.gmail.com. Thank you for the new emailer. Uh, That email I'll go ahead and read. uh, Hopefully when I get Jameson on next time, if not, I'll go ahead and read it on the next episode. I guess we'll kind of see how it goes. But thank you for that. Uh, on iTunes, if you want to rate the show, that would be awesome if you do that. You know, uh, any any sort of positive review you give definitely helps uh, get the word out. It's been it's been pretty cool. You know, the show hasn't been going for a month, but I've gotten a lot of new followers on Twitter and just a lot of people saying how much they've enjoyed the show. And it, it's definitely kept my you know enthusiasm to want to come back sooner. You know, I again I was I was down. Uh, for about a good two weeks, I was just way down in the dumps. And honestly, I probably would have just, you know, I could have canned STL at that moment in time, but I knew I was just in a slump, you know, I had to get out of it and definitely get in those shirts from Hurricane Andrew, how sweet they looked and the the new emails and the positive feedback from you guys is all that I needed. And, uh, it was a good time. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. It was definitely fun to do. Um, as far as emails go, obviously I don't want to read Jameson's email because I want to save it for the list, especially if you guys want to write in on what some of your favorite horror movies are. Um, if you have 10 specific or just a couple, doesn't matter. Go ahead and send them in. I'd love to hear what you have to say. And, uh, as far as the music spotlight goes for this episode, I'm going to play you something fun, something I definitely like to listen to around Halloween time. That's good old uh, Will Smith, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Nightmare on My Street, uh, always a good time to listen to this song. Usually when I listen to it, I want to go watch a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. It's a funny song. It's good times. And uh, that's about it, guys. So thank you, as always, for all your love and support. You guys rock. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. And have a good one. Take care. Masunas out. Nightmare on my street.
room like an oven. My bed soaked with sweat, and man, I was bugging. I checked the clock, it had stopped at 12.30. It had melted, it was so darn hot, and I was thirsty. I wanted something cool to quench my thirst. I thought to myself, yo, this heat is the worst. But when I got downstairs, I noticed something was wrong. I was home all alone, but the TV was on. I thought nothing of it. As I grabbed the remote, I pushed the power button. And then I almost choked when I heard this awful voice coming from behind. It said, you are the living metal and now you must die. Man, I ain't even wait to see who it was. Broke outside in my drawers and screamed so long, cuz. Got halfway up the block, I calmed down and stopped screaming then thought. Oh, I can't. I must be dreaming. I strolled back home with a grin on my grill. I figured since this is a dream, I might as well get ill. I walked in the house, the big, bad, fresh prince. But Freddy killed all that noise real quick. He grabbed me by my neck and said, Here's what we'll do. We got a lot of work here. Me and you. The souls of your friends, you and I will claim. I said, yo, Fred, I think you got me all wrong. I ain't partners with nobody with nails that long. Look, I'll be honest, man, this team won't work. The girls won't be on you, Fred, your face is all burned. Fred got mad and his head started steaming. But I thought, what the hell, I'm only dreaming. I said, please leave, Fred, so I can get some sleep. But give me a call, man, maybe we'll hang out next week. I pat him on the shoulder, said, thanks for stopping by. Then I opened up the door and said, take care, guy. He got mad. Slash my shirt. I laughed at first and thought, hold up, that hurt. It wasn't a dream, man. This guy was for real. I said, Freddy, uh, how it's been an awful mistake here. No further words, and then I darted upstairs. Crashed through my door, then jumped on my bed. Pull the covers up over my head. Said, oh, please do something with Fred. He jumped on my bed, but through the covers with his claws, tried to get me. But my alarm went off, and then silence. It was a whole new day, I thought. I wasn't scared of him anyway Until I noticed those rips in my sheets And that was proof that there had been a nightmare on my street Oh man, I gotta call Jeff I gotta call Jeff Come on, come on Come on, Jeff, answer Come on, man Jeff, what you do? Don't fall asleep. <laughs> 